the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lights the menorah, so do James Conn, Kirk Douglas, and the late Dinah Shora. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish, Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together. Now, that's, a, that's a Hanukkah song. Do. I like <laughs> Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager again. You know, there are, we don't have many great songs, you know. Ha- Hanukkah Hangover? I think I have one more candle to light. So, <laughs> isn't this the last day? Did I, did I make a mistake? Hey, the way I do things, I could easily be wrong. It could be the ninth day for all. I'm not good at those things. Anyways, my I do know I have this number right. Uh, it's my 12th year finishing filling in for Dennis, and it's always an honor. And you probably know you can reach me at Mark Eisler at AOL dot com, M A R K I S L E R at AOL dot com, or on Facebook at Mark Eisler or Mark Eisler Show. The last time I was on, I assured you President Trump had won re-election, and I was absolutely right. The only thing I didn't know last time was that he would win or had won by a landslide. And a landslide it was. President Trump won in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Nevada, and likely Arizona, too. I I don't know. Maybe more. This attempt to steal the election is the greatest theft in American political history, if it stands. It's hard to believe the brazenness of it. And how many people were involved? I got to admit it, conspiracies are usually hard to pull off or at least to keep secret. The Democrats have been doing this at least uh, since the Kennedy election. Do you remember that? In in 1960, uh, I remember my uh, comedian friend Tom Dreesen told me the story that uh, the uh, Kennedys uh, dropped Frank Sinatra after he'd helped them uh, rig it in uh, Illinois or I guess West Virginia. I'm trying to remember where they did it. So this has been going on a long time but never on this scale. And they would have been more likely to keep it hidden except for the fact President Trump was winning beyond their expectations. But maybe they had been misled. I was just thinking about by their own polls, their phony polls, so they believed it too. But what do you need to pull this off? You need the opportunity, and they had that certainly with the convenience of the COVID shutdown, and the ability to expand absentee ballots exponentially with few controls, right? They got the laws changed in a lot of states so they could do all this to a greater extent. And, of course, the help of cowardly Republicans, right? I just think of the Secretary of State in Georgia. What, what, what is going on there? Or, for that matter, the governor of Georgia. It was almost too easy. And they certainly had the motive. After all, if you think President Trump is a racist and a Nazi... All of it is justified. Wouldn't all of us have done anything to stop Hitler? It was like a perfect crime. But as I said, 
what it made it more difficult was Trump was winning by bigger margins than they had anticipated. So they had to go to a backup plan. And that they did. Stopping the counting in the middle of the night. I was up. I, I'm trying, I think it was about 3 a.m. And I was thinking, why is Wisconsin and Michigan, I was watching those two in particular, why have they stopped counting? I want, I want to, you know, he's ahead by huge margins, but I just want to be sure. And now that they've been discovered, that should have been the end of their deceit. So what they did was they had to figure out how many ballots they needed to pour in there to get ahead of Trump. That's what was going on. But with a complicit press and cowardly Republicans, they have been able to keep their theft intact. First, they said there was no evidence. Remember that? There is no evidence at all. Some are still trying to do that, right? Then they said there wasn't sufficient evidence to overturn the election. But there are none so blind as those who will not see. The fraud in these states was overwhelming. Thousands and thousands of ballots illegally counted in all of these subject states, as I said, in the dead of night. And in fact, when I was on, I think last time for Dennis, I quoted a, an article where I think there were 23 crazy anomalies or things that just didn't make sense. But it was all done at approximately the same time. And you remember other things. At a state with truckloads of ballots, right? You had that gentleman truck driver say his truck was filled with ballots from New York, of all places, right? Interstate theft. With a Republican observer is not allowed to observe and in some t- cases told to go home, right? Like in Georgia, even though they deny it. That doesn't count normal fraud, like putting ballots through the machines several times. That's a neat trick. With more ballots coming back than given out in certain areas. And so I'm not doing the complete list. I just want to go over some of these things. Far fewer rejected ballots now when there were many fewer ballots in the mix last time. Rejection rate is point zero, something ridiculous. Backdating ballots received after the deadline. By the way, people always said he lost, the election's over, there's no evidence. There's tons of evidence. People have swore under affidavits. Thousands and thousands of ballots with only Biden's name on them. That's amazing. I think it was 90-some-odd thousand in uh, Georgia. Biden now polling Hillary. This is, Everybody can understand this one. Biden now polling Hillary and Obama by huge margins. Only those areas in these crucial states. Everywhere else, he couldn't beat Obama or Clinton, Hillary Clinton. But in these important crucial swing, not swing as much as theft-ridden areas, he outpolls them. Trump winning in 17 out of 18 bellwether counties. Every Republican member of the House winning re-election. State legislatures becoming more Republican. The first time a president received such an incredible increase in votes and lost re-election. And Joe Biden never campaigning with such little enthusiasm for his campaign. He knew he could stay in his basement because he knew the fix was in. Over 60, I mean, no, I think it's 76% of Republicans believe there was a theft. This is the Pew Research a week or two ago, so it may have changed. Over 20% of independents and even 10% of Democrats know it was stolen. I will never accept Joe Biden as the president of the United States. And I will do everything possible to resist this theft. And you should do the same. Never accept him as the legitimate president of the United States. They resisted President Trump at every turn, saying he was illegitimate from what we went off. Fake Russian collusion. How long did that last? Three years or four years for that matter? To purely political impeachment that began before he was even elected 
and they have never stopped. They had no evidence, and we have mountains of evidence. There's no contest, including, as I said, sworn affidavits from people who watched the theft in person and have signed these affidavits under the threat of perjury. There's too many. And then they tell you there's no evidence because in almost every case, the courts have rejected them because of procedure or because they were uh, hardcore uh, activists, Democrat-type judges who were appointed by Obama or whatever, Clinton. We must resist and agree to nothing. No nominees approved and no laws enacted. Unless, of course, we really want that particular law. Hard to believe you'll get any of that with Joe Biden. Let me ask you something. If someone stole your house, would you give them the keys to your house? President Trump should not attend Biden's inaugural if that ever even happens. Probably do it in his basement, right? He should probably, the president should probably do a rally that day. If nothing else, to show once again the support for President Trump as opposed to the corrupt Biden. And as you've heard me say last time I was on, this is the lesson. Never give in. Never give in. Never, 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 never in nothing, great or small, large or petty. Never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. We owe it to President Trump and even more to America. So go ahead, squatters in our house. This is going to be bad. This country only works with the consent of the governed. And I have lost all faith in our government institutions, from obviously now the presidency to the legislatures to the courts. Either we have a republic or we don't. Sorry, Mr. Franklin, for the first time ever, I am not sure we can keep it. I never thought I'd say that. I'm the ultimate optimist. Let me know what you think. I have a number of things out there on the table for you. Was this election stolen? And if you disagree with me, tell me. I get it on Facebook all the time. People love when I post I'm going to be on for Dennis or whatever I post. Oh, my God. Give it up, Mark. You used to be a patriot. You're a good talk show, all this kind of stuff. He lost, and that's it. Why won't you accept it? Do you think it's too late now to stop the steal? Will Republicans ever win again if we can't stop this theft now? That's another reason no one talks about much. What will happen in Georgia in the Senate races if nothing changes? Should the president ever concede? I I don't want him to concede. I don't care what they say. There is a lot to consider, but this is the big time. Our country is at stake. Let me know what you think at 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Mark Eisler, filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four.
not a Hanukkah song, is it? Oh, you went to Christmas. I didn't give you my list. That 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 wouldn't be one of the songs I'd give you on my Christmas list. I got a lot, but I never remember the names. Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. 1-8 Prager 776. If you want to respond to any of the things I was talking about, should the president concede? I don't think he should ever concede. Will Republicans ever win again if we can't stop this theft now? Do you think it's too late to stop the steal? I don't think so. There's still a path out there, but we need some courage. I'll talk about more of that in the second hour. But if they don't have courage, meaning the Republicans in Congress, if you don't know how that works, I'll let you know now for a second. The uh, There are different slates being sent in. You know, the slates signed by the governors, especially the cowardly Republican governors, and there are slates sent in by Republican electors. And they can be uh, supported in the sense that one congressman and one senator has to agree to object. If they do that, then the House votes as delegations. You know, it doesn't matter who has the majority in the House. And the Senate votes. But I don't trust the Republicans in the Senate. But Mike Pence is the parliamentarian. He's making all the decisions. I don't know, awkward position for him. So they this could be battled out. You know, the irregularities, as Senator Johnson pointed out in his hearing yesterday, are huge. Finally, they're starting to acknowledge it. If I had a bet, I'd guess Rand Paul, uh, I don't agree with him on some things out there, but if he did this, if he had the courage, to me it doesn't seem like it takes much courage, just to sign off on it and say, uh, you know, we, we need to check this out, we need to vote. You get to vote. I think they get to speak for four hours on each state or whatever it is. Um, and... Uh, so the House goes by delegations. So we win that. I think it's 30 to 20. So we have 30 of the delegations in the House of Representatives, and the Democrats have 20. Now, maybe Nancy Pelosi would be wise and not uh, have it done. Because you know who gets this. If, they, if no one is, is certified, Nancy Pelosi gets this, possibly. People could argue about that. She's third in line. Uh, so if you don't accept the Trump electors, then you don't accept – Sean is shaking. You're not going to leave me, are you? Halloween's past, Sean is right. Uh, but that, you know, there are all kinds of scenarios. So as Jenna Ellis, the uh, attorney for Trump, said, don't give up. They haven't given up. Of course, that's the media's attempt, too, to make you think, you know, we should give up. And it doesn't help to have, I'll do this, as I said in the second hour, to have people like Romney. Well, but he's typical Chris Christie. And I never had much use for that guy anyway. You could figure these people out. I was a delegate years before for Romney, and Chris Christie spoke to the California delegation, and it was all about him. It was very little about Romney. He was right about that looking back. But it was all about how terrific and great he was. So I never trust that guy anyway. The lack of courage by Republicans is the thing that could mess this whole thing up. But Ron Johnson might do it, and Ron Paul might sign on. And by the way, the Democrats have done this in the past. I know Maxine Waters, for one, tried it last time, but she couldn't get a senator to agree with her. So you you need both of them to sign on, one from the House, one from the Senate, and you could argue about every single state, and then you get them to vote. So the Senate decides on the vice president. So, yeah, there'd be enough cowardly Republicans there that uh, would not be interested. I don't know how the law works, Sean. Do we get Kamala Harris as vice president then? And in the House, which we, we'd win that, I'm pretty, uh, reasonably confident, uh, and get uh, Donald Trump again? Now, that would be interesting. Oh, I know. Then they'd pass the 25th Amendment to get rid of Donald Trump, right? 
So Kamal Harris could read. Look, for sports fans and others, this could be very interesting. This could be very exciting uh, just to watch what's going to happen. But the, the most important thing is we need courage on our side. If we don't get the courage on our side, we're finished. By the way, uh, when you have someone like Mitch McConnell saying, uh, congratulating uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, if that doesn't discourage people, if it was up to me, if I, if I didn't care about hurting America, I wouldn't even vote in Georgia. And I'm not recommending that. I think, you know, we still have to hope we win Georgia. But wouldn't that be great if he lost his power to teach him a lesson? Maybe he's been in the swamp all the time, too. You know, he's nothing but a wheeler dealer. There's nothing more than I know about Mitch McConnell. It's worked in our favor, right, when it comes to judges. But other than that, where's your courage? How, how could you do this? How could you ignore the obvious fraud? And, of course, all the Democrats, those on the left, oh, Mitch McConnell is now being reasonable and uh, he's, you know, not that bad all of a sudden, right? Like Mitt Romney, the things he said. And who else? That uh, Who's the guy from um, with names? Who am I thinking of? Mon- is it Montana? No, no. Who is the senator that said awful things about President Trump? Um, his name just escapes me right now. So you, you have – these are the people on your side. Yeah, I, I don't mean Toomey in Pennsylvania. He's retiring, so it's easy for him to say uh, he should give up and, and call. You realize if we give this thing up, we're never going to win an election again. If you, if you could get away with this theft on such a massive scale, why ever do it again? You know, why ever fight? Because we're going to lose anyway. The, the, they, if they've got the whole thing fixed, they've got the whole – and by the way, why is George any better? They haven't done anything. Can you tell me why Governor Kemp hasn't called a special session of the Georgia legislature? What has he got to hide? Or why won't he do it? Call a special session and change the law. So so what? what's her name in uh, Georgia? Uh, Stacey uh, – what, what's her name, Sean? Abrams. Stacey Abrams. She said she's got a million ballots right now. If you still have it where they don't have to be postmarked and, uh, they, you know, they don't have to have matching signatures, we're going to lose anyway. So I uh, I don't want you to have me on the wrong side here. I, I really want to win Georgia. I think it's really crucial that we do to keep the Senate. But I would love to teach Mitch McConnell a lesson. I'll tell you who else I'd love to teach a lesson to. I'd love to teach a lesson to the Supreme Court. Those cowards. Where did all that come from? The, the case was based on they have original jurisdiction when one state sues another state, let alone all the attorney generals from, I don't know, 14 states, 15, 20 states. How could they pass on that except for Alito and, and Clarence Thomas? How could you do that? You, you have to take up the case and, and say it has no standing. Of course it has standing. It's right there in the Constitution. I forget the section where it says only the state legislatures can make law. What are they talking about? How could they not take that case up? And you want to know the answer? They had no courage. That's my best guess. They had no courage. They see what's going out there with the riots and all the threats and everything else. And as Dennis says all the time, the shortest thing in supply for people on a personal basis is courage. And they had no courage. That's what happened there. There's no way. They just did, they were afraid if they gave the election, obviously, to Donald Trump. When you look at all the irregularities... Oh, we'd have riots and protests. Maybe they'd march around their house. Their kids would be threatened. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're the Supreme Court of the United States. They're supposed to adjudicate between states. They, they can't let state legislatures or 
uh, judges, state Supreme Court as in Pennsylvania, they can't make the, the, the law unilaterally rigged as it was. Let me know what you think. 1-8-Prager-776. We got to stop it now, even with the chipmunks playing. I'm Mark Eisler, filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hot the hell angels sing Glory to the newborn king Peace, honor, and mercy mild God and sinners reconcile Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. That's one of my favorites. Now we're getting with the Christmas spirit. It's only a week away. It's Well, Hanukkah and Christmas were very close this time. I mean, Dennis acknowledges that uh, Hanukkah songs are not as good as Christmas songs. So, yeah, no, I celebrate Christmas. When I was a kid, we had Christians in our family by marriage and stuff like that. We celebrated both all the time. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the great uh, Christmas music, great Christmas music was written by Jews. Probably secular Jews because, well, who knows? All right, the board is filled. I'll get to you in a little bit. Here's an amazing statistic. This Christmas, just eight days from now. Is that correct? Eight days from now? Is that that accurate? That's pretty good. 2.7 million children will spend the holidays separated from their incarcerated parents. Angel Tree is a program of the nonprofit prison fellowship that serves parents behind bars by uh, equipping you and me to share the love of Jesus with prisoners, children, and families. James Ackerman is the president of Prison Fellowship. You know, when a parent goes to prison, the household is economically devastated. These caregivers cannot afford to buy Christmas gifts for their own children. But the genius of Angel Tree is that we are purchasing the Christmas gift on behalf of the incarcerated parent. As James Ackerman points out, children of prisoners should not be punished for the misdeeds of a parent. They deserve to experience the love of Christ that only you could make happen. Please help make sure these precious gifts, kids, are not forgotten. Just go to DennisPrager.com. And for a gift of just $220, you can bless 10 children, that's a lot, of prisoners with special Christmas presents and a personal note from their incarcerated parents. You get them. Boy, that, that has to be special. Plus, every Angel Tree family is also given access to a free, easy-to-read copy of the Bible in English or Spanish. Or you can phone your donation to Dennis's Angel Tree Campaign hotline at 888-206-2801. That's 888-206-2801. In these final days of the holiday season, you'll be blessed as you help make the child of an American prisoner experience the joy of Christmas by joining our campaign for Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree this year. And we all thank you. I, I think that's a great cause. I really do. Well, who do I go to first, as you all want to express? Uh, okay, let's go to, I think the name is uh, Day. Sean, punch that up. I'm having some trouble with my mouse. It's one of those days. Hi, Day. It's Mark. You're on with Mark. Hi. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to say, I'm, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm very, very disappointed in uh, Senator McConnell, and I called to express my disappointment in him. And I think that's something that um, everybody that is one of his constituents needs to call and say, you know, because Kentucky overwhelmingly voted for President Trump, and he needs to know who he works for, and it's his constituents. And also, I think we need to call Senator Paul and those who are standing up. Mm, great point. You know, it is, um, 
it is something that, um, you know, can, um, you know, affect their families and everything to, to stand up. But we need to thank them and, and show our support for them for standing up um, and, and continuing the fight. Dave, were you, you as angry as I was when I heard that he came out and, and congratulated, uh, you know, President-elect Biden? I, I just wanted to... Oh, I just want, I was beside myself. I yeah. mean, I, I called. It took me all day to try to finally get through to his Louisville office. And I told him, I, I thought that, you know, it was a travesty that he was basically selling our country out to the communists. He's a wheel of dealer. Yeah. That's what, thanks for your call. He's nothing more than a wheel of dealer. That's what it comes down to. So how can you respect people like that? Uh, yeah, you like them when they he gets the court nominees through. But how about when he does something like this? He's figured it out. He's worked with uh, Joe Biden. You know, he wants to get along with him. Uh, he'll get some legislation passed. Hey, you're selling out the country. You're absolutely right. You're selling out the country. Uh, it amazes me. And you had a great point, Dave. I did call up Romney's office. I was a delegate for him, and I, I can't stand that guy, and I left a message. But uh, we ought to congratulate Ron Paul, or at least he, he hasn't announced it officially. He'll do it, but urge him on. And I, I, I think, uh, you know, others will do it, too. Uh, where are some of the people I like, uh, like John Kennedy of Louisiana and some of the others? You guys got to stand by. He's the one that made all this possible. How could you not stand by President Trump? I don't get any of this stuff. Loyalty's big. In the third hour, I'm going to do a tribute to Bruce Hersonson at the beginning. He was unbelievable teaching me about loyalty. That's such an important quality. Where are you guys? Let me know what you think. 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Mark Eisler, filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Now you got me in the Christmas spirit. Oh, by the way, Sean, are you getting me anything for Christmas? I celebrate both. <laughs> he said, oh, how lovely. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting anything from Sean. But I want to hear something from you guys out there. And I board is filled. Now one line just opened up, so you can still get in. I'm having a little trouble of still with the mouse. It works. Uh, that could be, oh, yeah, I'm on the wrong screen. Thank you, Sean. That's why you're here. He gave me two screens, and this mouse works better on the other one. Uh, all right, let's go to Ron in Countryside, Illinois. Ron, you're on with Mark. Hello, Mark. Uh, I would just like to say that Carl Marx had originally said that religion was the opioid of the people. Of the I masses. Think I think be- he said of the masses. I don't know how I remember that, but the opioid of the masses, I think. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, I would think it should be amended to the media opioid of the people. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I I like that because uh, it it's I never thought it could be so powerful that it could change minds the way it does. And if that's all you watch, they did. There's a large percentage of people who said they didn't know anything about the Biden thing, the corruption in the family, and they would have voted for Trump if they knew that. I mean, how do you know that an opiate relaxes you? It take a while to guess. Okay. All right, uh, let's go uh, to Michael in Prescott, Arizona. Michael, you're on with Mark. 
Um, hi, I agree with everything you said, and I've always uh, liked you when you fill in. Um, I don't like the part though where you said that if, if we were if we could stop Hitler, we would uh, cheat and all that. Um, this was all planned. It was like a coup, it was like a mafia thing or a, or a military operation where they went a year before and and changed all the laws so that they could cheat. This was all planned. These weren't patriots that were trying to stop Hitler. These were these were horrible people. Now, what, if we lose in uh, in in Florida, which uh, with in Georgia. Uh, pardon, if it's if it, they're all at forty nine percent, all four of them, it looks like it's a toss up, and with the cheating factor, since the governor of, and and the rest of them there won't change the system, the cheating will happen. And if they win in there, then you say we should resist. I agree with you. How can we? We won't have any instrumentality of of government. They're, you know, they'll control the Senate and do all those horrible things that we're talking about. I'm seventy six. My wife seventy five. This, the country is going to be in turmoil for years to come if if half of us hate Biden, and I do. Um, you know, I don't understand what practical. Uh, and you and I are on the same side. I mean, I'm I'm almost like your philosophical twin on this. Uh, uh, but I don't see what how ha- what happiness my wife and I will have in terms of this. The future of our country. I mean, this is is really horrible. This is the worst that we've been in since the Civil War. I and, I, uh, I agree. There will be bloodshed. Yeah. People will be blowing up. You know, putting bombs under. Michael, you know, they're, I, they're, they're, people won't just accept being and 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 we're mocked and ridiculed too about well, where is the evidence? I mean, ninety three percent of Democrats think this was a fair election. I think most of those don't know what the facts are, but... Nah, yeah, it's worse than that, Michael. Thanks for your call. They don't care. They don't care. He's not seen a fascist. They won't admit it, but you ought to see what people... I Sometimes on Facebook, I can't believe the anger towards me when I uh, post something, you know, it's a theft and election, you know, how awful I am and I can't see what's going on. But they don't care deep down. They want to win at any cost. That's what we've never understood as Republicans. And when McConnell does something like, uh, congratulations, uh, President-elect Biden, you're just falling right in for you're back to the old Republicans in the swamp. God, is it discouraging. Let's go to uh, Robert, who sounds discouraged, in North Cross, Georgia. Robert, you're on with Mark. Hey, thank you, Mark. It's my belief that the, if Georgia wins both uh, Republicans for the Senate, it really won't make much of a difference because there's enough um, moderate Republicans that could easily choose to vote Democrats, Democratic way. And that is an issue. It is. I agree with you. I've, I've thought about it, too. Do I trust Mitt Romney? No. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes a Democrat at some point. And the only problem with that is he's in Utah. And that probably wouldn't go over well. Otherwise, he would probably switch. I, I'm like you. I'm, re- I'm really worried. Even if we, But the difference is the turtle, as some other hosts call him, uh, will still be the leader of the Senate. And they can decide which bills to bring up and stuff like that. The judges, right? We thought the judges were very good. Maybe we blew that also. Unless the moderate Republicans vote Democratic and then they can pass the bills or put in the judges. I don't think, thanks for your call, I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think Mitt Romney would vote to pack the court, but I can't be sure. 
And there are others like Murkowski, right? I don't think Susan Collins would do that. You're right. Even in the numbers we have, we can't be sure. But we can be sure if it's 50-50 in the Senate, they can do what they want. Then we have to hope the Manchin keeps his word. He said he wouldn't go for packing the court. Doesn't mean he wouldn't go for two more states becoming uh, admitted to the United States. And therefore, the, you know, they, Puerto Rico and Washington, those are clear Democrat votes. And Christian in Malibu, California, you're on with Mark. Hi, Christian. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was calling about the uh, press comments they had when um, the Republicans said they were going to go after the uh, voting fraud election. Yes. And they had this woman named Sidney Powell, who was very articulate. Yes. And cited specific circumstances of how this was being done. And then about two weeks later, the uh, administration kind of put her to the side. And now you don't hear anything about her. And then... I don't know where we are with this. I mean, she's no, no, like, she's. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll make you feel better. We don't have much time. She is filing her lawsuits. They haven't covered it as well, and uh, but she is. She's continuing and taking him to the Supreme Court where she can. She, she's not a person who would ever give up. She was Michael Flynn's attorney. She was fantastic. So I wouldn't throw her under the table yet. The problem is, the courts don't want to deal. If it's not fixed, Democrat judges. They don't want to deal with it. Nobody's got courage. 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. I was just looking at the board. By the way, Sean, you make a mistake. You put up two monitors for me, which is why I got into trouble not knowing which mouse went with which monitor. You'd never give me choices. Now I feel comfortable. This mouse actually works with this monitor. <laughs> you ought to see me try to teach my students on Zoom. I mean... I I gotten better. I could do breakout rooms now, but one time I did a breakout room and it cut me out. Made someone else the host. All right, I haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, I want to be fair to the guy who disagrees with me. So, Steve, if you can hang on, Republicans are crybabies to the next hour. I promise to get to you sometime during that hour. But I want to give you enough time. There isn't that much time left. Uh, there are so many people. Let's go to Sarah in Northeast Pennsylvania. Sarah, you're on with Mark. Hi, you asked people to call and express their opinion as to whether Donald Trump should uh, concede. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think he should concede because the Democrats didn't win. Stealing is not winning. That's right. I actually did that rhetorically. I, If you heard me at all or know me at all, uh, that's the last thing. I never give up. I don't want him ever to concede. But let's. I don't think you should ever concede because because that's accessory to a crime. Yeah. Why should he concede to this uh, fro- uh, stolen election? you got to be kidding. But, you know, he's got so many people on the other side urging him, uh, you're a crybaby, and you're like one of the callers, I, I think I already lost him, uh, saying that Republicans are all crybabies. You didn't win. That's why I use the analogy. The Democrats that show a lot of emotion. Yeah, well, of course, always. But, I mean, I, that's why I thought of that. You, you know, someone robs your house or takes over your house. Squatters are doing that in some cases in California. They take over your house, and what do you do? You hand them the keys? You've you got to be kidding. I'm not like that. I, I don't buy, He should never concede. We're lucky to have him. That's what they want him to do. So we're in, it, was, oh, it was rhetorical, Sarah. I don't think he should ever concede, uh, even, even up to uh, Inauguration Day. Not that it matters. Yeah. It's only in the basement anyway. <laughs> I agree, because those who are agreeing with it and going along with it are complicit with a crime. Yep. I, I agree. Total. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate your call. Yeah, this has been a crime. 
And uh, for those who say there's no evidence, they're crazy. Or or that's that's the spin. They want you to believe that. The evidence is overwhelming. The last time I was on for Dennis, I did that. There were 23 things people asked me was out of the article, the stream, uh, the publication, uh, the stream. And one thing after another, after another, after another. It's so obvious what went on. You you have to be blind or you don't want to see. One eight Prager seven seven six. Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show live from the Relief Factor Pain Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this, about 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 